Hello and welcome to Arcanum Obscura. I'm Chris. And I'm Nathaniel. I noticed something that you do uh, most of the time when you um, introduce. You always put your head in your hands. Trying to remember my name. (laughs) You always put your head in your hands and like you're like, oh fuck, not this shit. Because I'm usually tired. I'm like rubbing my eyes and shit. I'm always tired. You know, Chris, if you don't want to do this, we don't have to. I'm trying to remember my name. (laughs) I'm. Oh, so that makes a lot more sense. So when you say I'm Chris, it's not like I don't give a fuck. I just I just remembered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's like oh yeah, I'm Chris. I'm Chris. That's my name, Chris. I'm the doctor. I am Christopher. No. No. I hate that name. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) Can't help you. I know I'm stuck with it. I hate uh, it. It's alright. I remember when I went to the. Uh, my name is Keith. So. Huh. My name is Keith. Well, isn't it like. Two parts. Yes. But I never use the Keith. I uh, ever because it's a terrible name. I I'm went, sorry to everybody who's named Keith. I can't. T- I just don't like Keith. I went to the county one day after I got my like they gave me my ID or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how how do you pronounce this, Christoph? Christoph Fee? I'm like, it's Christopher. There wasn't enough room. Oh, really? There's, no, there's never enough room on legal forms to put my full name. They gotta fill the squares in. Really? Because I've, I've, my name is pretty long. They give too. you ten squares. I need eleven. For just my first name. Yeah. So there's never enough room to get my full name in them. Nathaniel's pretty long, and the add the hyphen and then the rest of it makes it even longer. Yeah. I think about fifteen. Yeah. So if you did the whole thing, you wouldn't have enough room either. Yeah. And that's why I never use my whole yeah. name. So. But my full legal name is Christopher, so I have to put it. My f- te- so Technically, so do I. It just doesn't fit in any fucking forms. Yeah, which uh, I actually had this discussion with a, a, a co-worker of mine. Like, put a you- line instead of those little fucking squares, and I'll put my right name. Yeah, uh, I had a um, discussion with a friend of my, a co-worker of mine, rather. And uh, I, I was complaining to them. I was like, do you know how hard it is to fill out legal documents? And they go, why? I was like, well, not only is my name long as fuck if I do my whole first name, I have a hyphen in it. If you do it online, most of the time they say you can't have special characters in your yeah, name. Yeah, you just have like, space. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I can't help it. That is my legal name. If you pull up any legal document with my, like my birth certificate, my passport, my driver's license, they all have the hyphen in it because that is a technically a part of my legal name. So hypothetically, I could go around introducing myself as hyphen. I suppose if you drop off the first and last part. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Isn't that wild? You can do that, but I'm just going to start calling you Hyman. (laughs) And this is why I don't go by hyphen, amongst other reasons. It's stupid. I would never go by hyphen. Because Chris will call me the female part. Chris will call me the female wall. The female vaginal wall. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about why i was thinking about quitting lately i keep having this weird thing lately where people like are being normally i don't care facetious no, yeah it's been everyone's been so ageist to me lately because you're young yes yes which generally i don't care i get like they think i, I really don't care most of the time but the last few days have just annoyed me uh, I'll give you an example. We are setting up, the event has already passed, but we were getting ready for an event for uh, Veterans Day. 
So we're setting up some stuff for that. And the dude kept coming, uh, one of the people who runs the Veteran Center kept coming up to us, but only talking to one of my employees and not talking to me. Because he's older? Yes. He's like 70. So he just assumed like he's the yes. boss? Yeah. Yes. And it annoyed the hell out of me because he kept asking my employee questions that he didn't know, but I knew because I was the one who was running everything. Like, he walked up and he was like, so he was, this one doesn't really bother me too much, but he Just walked up. He those little, like, stickers. It's like, hello, my name is the boss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he came up with uh, another lady and she introduced herself as, like, uh, in, the head of, like, Marion County's art and something. I don't remember. It was a really long title and I really didn't care. And she asked my coworker his name and, like... He didn't shook know his... it because you know more and had yeah, to tell yeah, him yeah, his yeah. name. Exactly, exactly. Uh, she asked his name and shook his hand. Didn't even spoke one word to me. Or speak it. Yeah. Speak or spoke. <laughs> didn't spoke one word to me. She didn't spoke in anything to me. She spoke in a weird bikey language. Um, but didn't say damn a... pikey. Yeah, didn't say a goddamn word to me comes back later when we finished up she goes thank you uh, my co-worker's name and others and others <laughs> how dare you and then he comes back and goes hey what is this supposed to be coming in talking to my uh employee and then my employee goes i don't fucking know why would i know Nate's the one who actually like actually talks to them and he looks at me and I was like halfway tempted to be like I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just, I just work here. Yeah. I've tried saying that to people before. I've said Someone that Someone asked me questions and I'm like, I don't know. That's not part of my job. I have actually said, I just work here before. They don't like it when I do that though. They're like, you can't just say that. I'm like, why? It's true. I just work here. What am I supposed to do? Magically come up with the answer? Yeah. No, thank you. Um, but yeah, that's, lately that's been happening more and more. Which generally I don't care, but this time it really did annoy me for some reason. It's like, ah. I don't think it's the reason to quit, though. <laughs> it's not the only reason why I was thinking about quitting. It's also kind of slapping them in the face. Good. Well, he's the boss. No, so no, I him... mean not you quitting. The point that you're younger than them and at a higher position than them. Mm, I would say, yeah. I mean, I do understand when people do have problems with having somebody who's younger uh, ahead of them. Uh, but Thomas was younger than me. He was my boss. Yeah. Um, but the people I actually work with, the ones who are under me, don't really care. I mean, we're all pretty cool. So that's not a huge deal. In your own minds. In our... I mean, I don't think we are cool in the sense of we look cool. Chris and cool, cool. But... Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're all cool as in cool with each other. You rat bastard. I forgot to turn on my stopwatch. Damn it. Uh, you haven't even started yet, though. That's true, but I would like to, I would like to, you know, get it ready. Anyways, we have a story to tell. <coughs> we do. You do. I do. You told one last week. I, I, I <laughs> told one last week about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Well, we had to keep the illusion of, like, we're doing this on a weekly basis. Which generally we are, but not today. Not today. So I told you what we're doing, right? What I'm doing? Yes. Yetis. We're going to be talking about yetis. Bigfoot. No, yetis. Bigfoot. 
Arctic Bigfoot. <laughs> Albino Bigfoot. <laughs> Snow Bigfoot. You know, the really fun stuff. So, for those of you who don't know what a Yeti is, a Yeti is often de descriptive as being a large, bipedal, ape-like creature that is covered with brown, gray, or white hair, and is sometimes depicted as having large, sharp teeth. Yeah. And that's my story. Anyways, you guys have a good now day. Now you know what a Yeti is. Thank now you. you know what a Yeti is. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I will see you all next week where we will talk about mermaids. Some of you might be asking, didn't we already cover mermaids? No, we covered sirens. Yes. I also did cover mermaids. Yes, you did. That. And I did the Little Mermaid. You did do the Little <laughs> Mermaid. We, that's a weird trend that we keep going on. Because they're sexy. Uh, I don't know if you want to say <laughs> the Little Mermaid is sexy. Because I'm pretty sure technically... She's legal now. <laughs> that came out in like 2005. I don't know, like 1995. <laughs> I was about to say 2005. Oof. So, the name Ab Abominable Snowman was coined in 1921, the year Lieutenant Colonel Charles Howard Berry... Met a Yeti who was very abominable. What does the word abominable mean? I don't even fucking know. Okay. Um... <laughs> led Why don't the, you tell us? I think I do actually talk about it in this. <laughs> Trying to turn it on me, you bastard. I, I was asking you legitimately <laughs> what the word abominable means. Uh, it just means like fucking big or something. I don't think it does. I think it means like dirty and like decrepit. Maybe not decrepit. Dirty and like disheveled. I think Causing was, moral revulsion. Oh, okay. Very bad or unpleasant. So, oh yeah, okay. A cup of abominable tea. Damn. The uprising was suppressed with abominable cruelty. Yeah. Christopher is basically akin to an abominable snowman. It is. Let I called you Christopher. I'm I sorry. That's why I said this. <laughs> the name is. Um, the year Lieutenant Colonel Charles Howard Beery led the 1921 British Mountain Everest reconnaissance expedition. That's a fucking mouthful. It really was. <laughs> Which he... How you got through it? <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I, I read it three times <laughs> over uh, when I was writing this out. Which the... Uh, chronicled in the Mount... Which he chronicled in Mount there Everest. It is. It's not my fault. You fucked me up because I was on a good flow and then you had to fucking interrupt me. <laughs> Uh, which he chronicled in Mount Everest, the reconnaissance in 1921 in the book Howard Burry includes an account of crossing the, I'm going to fuck this name up, Lagpa La at 21,000 feet. Wait, what's, let me see the word. Lagpa. Oh, okay, that was that La Plaga word. That's a weird word. Unless it's a typo. I'm pretty Lagpa La? Like pa la la? I don't know. I don't think it's a typo. I'm pretty sure I... Lag... Lag a la? Lag... Lag pa la? L-H-A-G-P-A-L-A. It's space L-A. Um, oh, it's in L-A. I'm just trying to come up with something witty to that, you but there was nothing. It was that, dumb enough. Yeah, it was like, I don't... It was too dumb, to, too dumb to counter. I have no idea where to put this Most one. Most of my shit's too dumb to counter. <sighs> You kill every brain cell I have when I come here. Okay. Um, where he found a footprint that be that he believed 
were probably caused by a large loping gray wolf, which in the soft snow formed double tracked rather than rather like those of a bear. I'm sorry, rather like those of a barefoot man. He adds that his Sherpa guides at once volunteered that the tracks must be that of the wild man of the snows, to which they gave the name Meto. Kangami, Meto translate as man bear, and Kangmi translate as snowman. So man, man bear, bear snowman. snowman. Isn't that a bit redundant? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man bear and snowman. Oh, the snow bear. Jesus. It's snow bear man. Snow bear man. It's snow snow bear man man. Bear man. Pig. man bear pig. <laughs> he goes from South Park. I think you're right. Um. Now I'm going to talk about confusion exists between Howard Burr's uh, uh, recitation of the term metakangami and the term used in Bill Tilleman's book Mount Everest in 1938, where Tilleman had used the word mech, which does not exist in the Tibetan language, and kangami when he when relating the coining of the term abominable snowman further further evidence of the mech it's m-a-t-h so it's mech m-a-t-h it's it's almost like mech but i guess it would be mech a m-e t-h t-c-h sorry okay i was about to say it's math or meth that's not i'm sorry mech so it's match or mech i don't see that one isn't mech spelled that way Mech? Like Mech Warriors? M-E-C-H. I'm pretty sure there's a T in Mech. No. Mech. Either way, it's <laughs> M-E-T-C-H, Mech. Uh, being a misnomer is prove, uh, proved by Tibetan language authorities. Professor David Schnellgrove from the School of Orient and African Studies at the University of London. I can say really longer, complicated titles. And fuck up simple names. Easy way to remember it too. Mech is short for mechanical. That's not right. It is. It's not. It is. Why would it be a mechanical crab? It doesn't make any sense. Damn mech crabs. No, I'm talking about when you're talking about giant robots. I know. Yeah. It was a joke. It's not mechanical. I know it's a shorthand for mechanical. So why did you think there was a T in it? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, Chris. Sometimes I say things. That are asinine. You left me with one brain cell. What do you want yeah. from me? You keep fucking me up and my brain goes to wild places at times. <laughs> like murder. Now shut up. Yeah, shut up before I murder myself. Um, who dismisses the word mech as impossible because the constant consonant TCH cannot be conjoined in the Tibetan languages. Documents suggest that the term Mecha, mech can gummy is derivative from the uh, from the so- one source from the 20 or 1921 uh, book it has been suggested that mech is simply a misspelling of meto yeah you following me mm-hmm. okay. like a big misspelling it's not just a misspelling it <laughs> is a, a bigger word it's a fuck up because he kept going with it. 
The use of Abominable Snowman began when Henry Newman, a longtime contributor to the Statesman in the Calcutta, writing under the pen name Kim, interviewed the porters of the Everest Reconnaissance Expedition on their return to Darjeeling? D-A-R-G-E-E-L-I-N-G. Yeah, sounds right. Darjeeling. Uh, Newman mistranslated the word metoch as filthy, substituting the term abominable, perhaps out of artistic Disgust. license. <laughs> as uh, author Bill Tillman re- recounts, Newman wrote long after in, his, in a letter to <laughs> the Times, the whole story seemed such a joyous creation, I sent it in one or two newspapers. So essentially the term abominable snowman is fucking wrong to begin with. Because it doesn't mean abominable snowman. Abominable snowman would mean only abominable snowman. Yeah, it wouldn't be bear man, pig man, bear man, snowman. My dad's mad, so he's breaking something. Is that what that is? Yes, I just heard him scream. That fucking threw me off. Why is that on the back porch, Chris? Shh, I haven't buried him yet. (laughs) I... there's two skeletons on Chris's back porch with bags taped over their head. They weather got to the bodies and the weather got to the bodies. The plastic lasts longer than flesh. The bugs got to the bodies. They were from the Halloween display. I, I figured that's what it was. I haven't put them in the car back in the car yet. But like I just looked out there and I saw in the corner of my eye, I was like, Oh, there's people on the back porch. That's oh. Oh. <laughs> they were people. That's not people. Anyways, we always talk about the bodies buried in my backyard. You look out the window and see skeletons. Yeah, it was like, you know, generally we make jokes about this, but now it threw me off. Skeletons out there. (laughs) Oh, they were Jehovah's Witness. (laughs) I had no soliciting sign. (laughs) I had a sign out there that said, "Due to the expense of ammo, there will be no warning shots." Yes. Somebody showed me that. I was like, look at this. Isn't this funny? I'm like, sure, I guess. Except that now you're telling people that you are going to shoot them. Yeah, except for... <laughs> it's like the idea of putting... My dad has hung up one of those signs on our in our house. Apparently it's bad to put out a beware of dog sign, too, because now you're telling people you know your dog will bite. Yes. Um, there was a way around that. I, I don't remember the exact... You know what my favorite thing is? I it see was... it work all the time. What's that? When people put no trespassing in the front window. Yeah. Like, listen... Uh, the tr- no trespassing point starts where the sign is. I can't go in your house anyway. It's kind of redundant to put it in your house window. No trespassing. It's not it's visual like, line of sight. It's, it's like saying... That didn't make sense, but yeah, you get it. Visual line of sight, it's, yeah. It's not line of sight when the fucking sign activates. It's when I come to the point of the sign. Yeah. If you don't want me in your yard, put the fucking sign at the front of your yard. It's like saying criminals can't rob you. That's illegal. It's yeah. Like, no shit. I can't go in your house anyway by law. You don't need a sign in your window, buddy. <laughs> Being robbed? Just tell them no. You can't do this. Well, they think if they put it in their window, it means you can't go in their yard. And it's not. It's not line of sight. It's when you come to the sign. Technically, you don't need to post anything to say that no one can go on your yard. Yeah, it's private property. It's your property to begin with. Yeah. That's so funky. Okay. And it just adds to the stupidity by putting it in your it window. It really does. It, it it really does. Um, in 1832, so this is the first real 
not citing, but like kind of talk about in Western society about the Yeti. In 1832, James Princeps Journal of the I'm sorry, I'm reading this and making sure I'm not fucking it up. The Isaiatic Society of the Bengal Tigers published what? <laughs> of Bengal published Trekker B. H. Hodgson account of his experience in the northern Nepal. His local guides spotted a tall bipedal creature covered with long What? I mean my nipples are from side to side. Why would you have a northern and a southern nipple? Experience in northern Nepal. His local guide spotted a tall bipedal creature covered with long dark hair (laughs) which seemed to flee in fear. Hodgson concluded it was an orangutan. An earlier record of reported footprints appears in 1899 in Lawrence Waddles, not Waddleson, Waddles, amongst the Himalayans. Waddle reported his guides descripting of a large ape-like creature. Not apex, I'm sorry. That still fits, though. An apex ape-like creature for it the would. size of it. Yeah. It would. Uh, ape-like creature that left the prints, which Waddle thought were made by bears. Waddle heard stories of bipedal ape-like creatures, but wrote that none, however, of the many Tibetans I have interrogated on the subject have could ever With give force. me... Yeah. <laughs> With prejudice. <laughs> With extreme prejudices. Uh, on the subject, could ever give me an authentic case. On the most um, superficial investigation, it always resolved into something that somebody heard tell of. He ties him to a metal bed frame with a car battery. (laughs) My uncle's cousin, father's one told me. Tell me about the Yeti. (laughs) What is it? I've never seen... (laughs) Tell me about the Yeti. Why do you know of the Yeti? Because I was told by my cousin's uncle's brother. Okay. What is his name? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He was twice removed. Jehovah starts with a Y in Hebrew. What? (laughs) I'm referencing Indiana Jones. Because you're talking about what is his name? I don't remember. In uh, the third Indiana Jones. You never watched like... When I was a kid. You haven't watched Indiana Jones recently? No. Why? I don't know. They're good. <gasps> they are good. They're making another one. Oh, I don't know how I feel Christmas about it. Crystal Skull was bad. It was bad. Um, but in the third one, um, fuck, what is it called? Not Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's his first one. Temple of Doom? No, Temple of Doom was the first one. Temple of Doom was the second one. You sure? No. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> That was fucking great. I am sure you of sure? it because oh, Raiders of the Lost good. Ark was the first one. I know that one for fact. Can't wait for you to bring it up and say, no, actually, Temple of I'm Doom. trying to figure out the name of the other one for you. Uh, last Crusade is the last one. Okay. It's the third one. Yeah, to 2023 for five. What? When I put in Indiana Jones, Indiana, Indiana Jones 5 popped up for 2023. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, no. Last Crusade in, in the in Last Crusade. Well, should they change the name now? To Yehovah? No, it wasn't his Last Crusade. It wasn't meant to be his Last Crusade, though. 
It was meant to be his father's last crusade. It was supposed to be the last crusade to find the Holy Grail. Well, it was definitely his father's last crusade because didn't he just die? Sean Connery? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Although he was in the fourth one, too. No, he wasn't. Wasn't he? No. He wasn't in Crystal School? No. He was smart. <laughs> <laughs> he read the script and he's like, nope, I will pass. Uh, yes, I see. Um, anyways, we're talking about Yetis, I'll have you know. Uh, the frequency of report increased during the early 20th century when Westerners began making determined attempts to scale the many mountains in the area and occasionally report seeing odd creatures or strange tracks. I'm going to fuck up a lot of these, by the way. Just in, Whoa, why did I put such a huge gap in between those? Okay, it doesn't matter. You're fluffing it up like you're doing a school report. That doesn't add more double letters. Double space, though. double space between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> Size 12 font. Make it look like I did a lot more. Um, in 1925, N.A. I don't know what the, why I put N.A. Not applicable. That date was not applicable to this article. <laughs> Uh, Tombazi, a photographer and a member of the Royal Geography Society, writes that he saw a creature at about 15,000 feet uh, near Zemu Glacier. Not to be confused with his brother Toblerone, who only found a candy bar. I, do you like Toblerone? Yes, I do. It's really good. They I are like good. Toblerone. Uh, I remember back in the day when you couldn't find Toblerone. My friend was going, ever. we were playing a game last night, and he was going nuts about a candy bar he was eating. He said he got it at five and below. Oh. It was a chocolate bar with a churro in it. Like, that what? sounds fucking good. That does sound really good. He also got one there with bacon in it. You know what? I'm like, wait a second. How long has this been on a shelf? Because you could have. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, there's there's a candy that I like that most people don't. Horse tails. Or the cow tails. Yeah, they're cow good. Tails. They're the caramel. Yeah, things. they're really good. But I like you can also get the small them. ones that are pre like individually wrapped. Cut. Yeah, I saw I think that. What they're called though. I think they they're were, called. There was before cow tails came out. Yeah, I think they're also called. Cowtails. No. You sure? Yeah. I'm well, the one I saw, now. it might be a company. Um, we're going. I, I stopped eating sugar. Now I'm really craving sugar. It's a bit bad for me. Um, <laughs> Tombazi wrote later, uh, later wrote that he observed a creature from about 200 to 300 yards away for about a minute. Unquestionably, the figure in the outline was exactly like a human being walking upright and stopped, uh, stooping occasionally to put at some dwarf. Ooh, that's a weird name. Rhododendron bush. It shows up a, up dark against the snow, and as far as I could make out, wore no clothes. About two hours later, Tobias and his companions descended the. Sorry, mountain. They are just called caramel creams. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Those are really good. I like those. Yeah. Um, Set it down the mountain and saw the creature's prints described as similar in shape to those of a man, but only six to seven inches longer by four inches wide. The prints were undoubtedly those of a biped. There's a lot of photos of this, by the way, like of the stuff I'm going to be talking about. There's a lot of photos related to this so if you want to find them I'll, I'll link you to them of yetis or that specific thing of the footprints and some other things I'll yeah i'll need them for next week for the instagram yep. okay um 
what I'm going to basically do is go over multiple sightings throughout the year of the 20th centuries. Do you want to take a break before you do that part? Uh, yeah, we could take a break before I do that. Um, well, actually, perfect. Yeah, it's a good spot to take a break. Yeah, we could take a break for that. We'll be right back. Or maybe we won't. I could die. No, you will. I hope. And we're back. We're back. I'm back. Um, I was never here. Metaphysically, spiritually? All of it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. Um, Again, it's like right here. It's going to be right next to the microphone. (laughs) There we go. You could take it off and then itch. Okay. No, I want it to be all crackly. Sorry. Okay. You burp and blow into your microphone. I you got your away. microphone lower today. Is it lower? Yeah. That's about where I had it last time. You normally you clip at your nipple. That's that's my nipple. <laughs> it's my third nipple right there. Oh, so you have a southern superfluous nipple. <laughs> As opposed to the guy in there with the northern superfluous nipple. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember where I left off. Um, Sightings. Yes, but we're... You didn't start any yet. You said you were going to start listing sightings. Uh, well, all of these are going to be sightings. I know, so you didn't list um, any yet. I have listed multiples. Uh, Western interest in the Yeti peaked dramatically in 1950s while attempting to scale Mount Everest in 1951. Eric Shipton took f- photography. Oh, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Shipton took photographs of a number of large prints in the snow at about... 600 uh, meet. I don't know why I put that in meters, but everything else in feet. Uh, 20,000 feet above sea level. These photos have been subject to interest, um, intense scrutiny, and debate. Some urge that they have the best evidence of Yeti's existence, while others contend that these prints are those of a mundane creature that have been distorted by the melting snow and winds. That's possible. Both are very possible. That's going to be a very common thing we're going to run into. I'm going to mention my favorite thing about Bigfoot Yeti stuff. There's all these TV shows where they go hunting for them. Yes. There's a new one coming out. And they all go out there and they put their hands in their mouth and they start making all these noises. And when the guy goes, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing the mating call. Well, if a 10-foot Bigfoot comes running out of the woods with a fucking erection, what are you going to do? How do, do they know that it it's doesn't a matter. mating call? If it is, what are you going to do when a fucking horny-ass Bigfoot comes running out of the woods with an erection? <laughs> you are fucked, literally. <laughs> you could be literally fucked. So You aren't getting away, for one. Nope. It's either going to kill you or do what it wants to you. Uh, yeah. How about you use something like less than a mating call, you know? That is a good like point. a plea for help, so it comes out wanting, like thinking your baby's hurt. Or help! Something. Help! I'm falling and I can't get up. Help! Um, you're gonna, you're gonna see a very common theme with a lot of these of like they never actually get any real pictures that are blurry. Uh, I don't think there's any pictures of the yeti that I have in here. Okay. I have pictures of footprints and I have pictures of like it's other a pretty things. common theme. Uh, that is a big common theme. <laughs> uh, that's more with Bigfoot than yeti. Uh, but it stands. Oh, I, there was this one show. It was a the common of, theme is like, I found the thing. 
could be another thing instead. Okay, so before you go on, there was a show where there was a bunch of rednecks that would go out looking for this stuff. And they'd set up traps, like cages to catch them. Yeah, we are catching Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And they have like, you know, like ZZ Top beards and shit. Fucking, so one of like them, Duck Dynasty kind so, of shit. Yeah, so one of them, they found feet print along the shoreline in the sand. Uh-huh. But the feet print were all in the sand at the same exact pressure evenly across the whole print. That is weird. So clearly it was fucking faked. They yeah. had a stamper. Then there was a, another one where there was a big incident where a guy said he shot a Bigfoot and killed it, but he didn't go and get the body. There's going to be a lot of those in this as well. Yeah. So you didn't, is what you're telling me. You're just trying to get there's attention. Not, not a lot. I How think about the guy who drove two. around the country with one in the back of an iced truck and everybody looked at it, it was a fucking rubber mask? Ah, I don't know if I actually brought <laughs> that up, but I did see that. They were like, we found Bigfoot. And, well, no, I didn't bring it up actually on this because that's Bigfoot, not yet. And he said the, uh, the lab that has it won't give him the body back, and that's why he had to go around with a fake one. Sure. <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, Peter Biner reported finding a Yeti footprint in 1948 in northern Sikkim. I can't pronounce this. S-I-K-K-I-M. Sikkim. India near the Zemu glaciers while on holiday. Sikkim. Is it Sikkim? I have no idea, but that sounds like it would be kind of fitting. Yeah. While on holiday from the Royal Air Force assignment in India. In 1953, Sir Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay, hey, that's me, reported oh, seeing. Damn it. God damn, you caught me again. God damn it, stop it. <laughs> People aren't going to believe it when I tell them I'm hetero now in real life, you rap bastard. People don't believe it when they look at you. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're right. What I say. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, reported seeing a large footprint while scaling Mount Everest, Hillary would later discount Yeti reports as unreliable in his first audio <laughs> autobiography. Uh, Tenzing said that he believed that Yeti's was a large ape, and although he had never seen it himself, his father had seen one twice. Have y'all listened to my autobiography? Autobiography. Uh, but in his my second autobiography, yeah. But in his second autobiography, he said that he had become more, much more skeptical about its existence. Oh, interesting. During the Daily Mail snowman expedition of the 1954, the mountaineering leader John Angelo Jackson made the first trek from Everest to, I cannot pronounce this, but I'm going to try it, Kanchenjunga. Sure. That works for me. In the course of which he photographed symbolic paintings of the Yeti at the Tangbotch Gumpa. Jackson tracked. Don't, don't, don't start. Jackson tracked and <laughs> photographed many footprints in the snows, most of which were identifiable. However, there were many large footprints which could not be identified. There was, there was even a whole trail seemingly following him everywhere he went. In just one big circle. Yeah. <laughs> These flattened footprints, uh, footprint-like indentations were attributed to erosion and subsequent widening of the original footprints by wind and particles. The weirdest thing, too, is the Bigfoot actually shops at the same boot shop as him. I know. It has it's the same... crazy. Like, at the bottom of the foot, it looks like it says 13 on it. Yeah, it's It must weird. be a size 13. 
Uh, on March, on the 19th of March, 1954, the Daily Mail printed an article which described expedition teams up obtaining hair specimens from what was alleged to be a Yeti scalp. There's a photo of them doing things with the scalp, um, which I will show you. Sexual things? Sure. Then I want to see them. Okay. Uh, found in... Fuck the lambskin condom. This is a Yeti skin. <laughs> oh, Pang Bosch Monastery. The hairs were black. This is the magnum of skin condoms. <laughs> <laughs> my magnum condom for my magnum my yeti magnum dong. my yeti magnum i think that was the worst thing ever invented the sheepskin condom no the magnum because everybody's gonna run out and buy them thinking oh i gotta show those girls how you need the magnum condoms and then yeah. they don't fit and they knock up the girl yeah uh most condoms can fit a lot of people too have you seen them stretch dog mm -hmm. fucking things are insane have you seen them stretch not personally, no. I've actually never... I don't want to hear this. ...had a condom. Okay. I was going to get worse than that. No. I don't want to know anymore. I, I don't think I've ever been in possession of, like, a box or, like, an individual condom. Do you, do you want no. one to put in your wallet? Not really. I, go... that's, I heard that's actually really bad to do. It is, but if you want to feel cool, I can go grab I one really from the don't. drawer and I really give you don't. one to carry around. If I wanted one, I would go out and get one. Uh, <laughs> the hairs were black and dark brown and the cut and, and curly and curl. <laughs> you almost, I, almost I totally said it too. Like, the hairs were said. black and dark brown in color in the dim light and red and fox red in the sunlight. The hairs were, were oh, the Irish Yeti. The Irish Yeti. <laughs> I was trying to think of an Irish way to say Yeti. <laughs> yeah, I was doing. I couldn't think of anything. I was like, how do I do this without being racist? He just carries a beer stein around. That's the only difference. Why would an Irish Yeti carry a beer stein? For drinking. Pint glass. Beer stein? Stein. Stein. Yeah, it's just... It comes from the German word. I know, but they, they use them as well. They have a pint? It's they have not a pint beer glass. stein. There's a difference. It's the same idea. Yeah, It's a large mug. You're right in that case, but beer steins are usually stylized. I have one right up there. Yeah. Fuck it. How dare you cultural appropriate my culture? I even have a pint glass over there. The fuck is wrong with you? Anyways, um, the hair was analyzed okay, let me by... Let go goose step over to that yeah, stein. Thank you. Grab it uh, for Professor you. Frederick Wood Jones, an expert in human and comparative anatomy. During the study, the hairs were bleached, cut into sections, and analyzed... And flossed with. Yes. Multiple times. Uh, <laughs> analyzed under a microsc uh, microscopically. The <laughs> analyzed under microscopically. I, I was going to say under microscope. a microscope, but yeah. then I was like, ah, microscopically. The research consisted of taking um, micro photographs of the hairs and comparing them with hairs from known animals such as bears, orangutans, and such. Jones concluded the hairs Measles. were not actually from the scalp. Uh, he can. He contended that the, while the, some of the animals do have, rigid, have ridges of hair extended from the pate to the back, no animals have a ridge, as in the pangbush scalp, running from the base of their forehead across the pate and ending uh, at the nape of the neck. Jones was unable to run. Oops, I, I messed that up. 
I, my guy. eyes jumped around. I'm sorry. Jones was unable to pinpoint exactly the animal from which the Ping Bosch hairs were taken. He, however, conceived that the hairs were not from a bear or an arthropod ape. Anthropod? I said anthrop. I said arthropod. I meant anthropod. Yeah. Arthropod. <laughs> arthropod. What? You Sorry. lost me on that one. Anthropod. Oh, I thought you like, knew something that was no, no, no. Isn't arthropod. An arthropod. Uh, what am I thinking of? I have no idea. Anthropods. I think there is arthropods. Are they bug-like things? Isn't like. An axolotl, an arthropod. I could be completely wrong an with this. Axolotl. An axolotl. The little fucking cool yeah. little lizard thingies. Yeah, yeah. I could be completely wrong, and I'm just fucking up the word even farther. It might be. I might be just confusing the word what arthropod with arthropod. Arthropod. Let's see if it is something. Yes. But it's, yeah. Yeah. It is. Things like uh, animals having an exoskeleton. Or segmented so body, it is a bug. Like centipedes. It would not. It would not be a axolotl. Axolotl, though, yeah, because axolotls do not have an exoskeleton. Cockroaches, uh, centipedes. They show things like beetles. Arthropod, yeah, okay. Centipedes. Um, so an anthropod. Shrimp. Anthropid, ape, but instead the uh, shoulder of a coarse-haired, hooved animal. Moths. What? They have exoskeletons? Huh. And butterflies. Yeah. Interesting. That's weird that they're in the same classification as like a crab. And a horseshoe crab. How do you say what a crab is? His outside shell? What is it? The. I don't want to say the word. Some people say chitin, but I always say chitin. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know. I've heard a lot is. of people say chitinous or chitin. Yeah. But I usually But say, I believe it's I think it's chitinous. But like I've heard it pronounced both. Like ways. I always say chitin and I hear him and actually it was in a that podcast with the brothers in the D and D. For some reason I just can't think of it right now. Uh the Mickey Alvarez. Yeah, they were saying chitin. The adventure zone. I think it's chitin. I'm pretty sure it is chitinous. I have heard but the first time I ever saw it I well read it so i print like pronounce it the way it looked mm-hmm. i don't know if you caught what i was saying in that statement no i was looking at bug pictures uh, the doctor analyzed it and said basically it didn't come from a bear or a ape like creature yeah they've he, had a lot where they've uh of hair samples up that they can't match yeah he was however convinced that it it was hairs were not from a bear or anthropology Po- uh, anthro I'm gonna fuck up the word. And it's we definitely just... not from an arthropod. Yeah, anthropoid ape, but instead from the shoulder of a coarse-haired, hooved animal. So that wouldn't be a. How did he figure out it was hooved by the hair? Because the hair is similar to a other creatures that are like it. Okay. He used other creatures to uh, cross-examine. So the closest thing it was similar to was something with hooves. Yes. Okay. Coarse-haired. Because, I mean, you can pull a, like a, a piece of my ox. hair out and you won't tell what size my foot is. So I was kind of confused by how he got to that. Um, no, but they would tell that it's from a bipedal creature. Your hair is different than my Well, my DNA hair. will also say human. So Yeah, but this was before really well, DNA. Might, I mean, this is me we're talking about. That is true. You you basically have hooved feet anyways. Yeah, I do. Cloven. Uh, now we're going to get to... Excuse me. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. You're a fucking... What do they call A satyr. Yes. 
Uh, now we're going to the 21st century. Let me go get my pan flute. Hold on. <laughs> in 2004, Henry G., editor of the journal Nature, uh, mentioned the Yeti as an example of folk belief deserving further study writing. I don't know why he did why I said it like that. Studying and writing. The discovery that Homo fluorescensis survived fluorescences? Oof, I can't say that word. Uh, survived until the so very ninety percent of your podcast is just you saying I can't say that word. I think it's becoming a problem. <laughs> I think it is too. Most of my English I can speak when I'm not reading. Which says a lot for me. So what you do is you Stop reading. Read it at home to yourself and record it and just listen to it and just say what you're saying. <laughs> kind of like primer? Yes. Just say what's going into your ear. I'm glad you got my reference to primer. I didn't. Oh, you've not, <laughs> you haven't watched primer? No. Oh. Primer's a time-traveling movie where, like, they make a time-traveling thing, and but they're just creating new versions of themselves. And so, like, they have to keep killing themselves, and they have to make sure their timeline is staying correct. So they record their conversations, and they'll have an earpiece. So in. they could say it at the same time. They have to say the exact the words at the same exact time. Way yeah. off topic, but when I turned on my Fire Stick today, there was an ad for Wheel of Time. Yeah, it's becoming more popular. Be on Amazon Prime. It's, I think it's November this month. It comes out. So does the Cowboy Bebop live action. Which is wild because I just finished the last book of The Wheel of Time. Yeah, I just saw the ad for today. I'm like, hey, that's so the book sad. he always talks about. Yeah, it's so sad. I like. I went to download the Discworld books. Uh-huh. The audios so I can listen yeah. to them all. I didn't know there was over 40 books. <laughs> oh, I started the Ender Game series. Holy shit. But I started in a really weird way. Well, Discworld's like, you know, humorous, so I wanted to listen to it, but it's like over 40 fucking books. That's a lot. Yeah. Discworld. Maybe. Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened. I haven't read or listened to any of them. I played the game and Sega CD. Ah. I believe. I didn't even finish my whole statement. Uh, that the hum- the homo fluorescences <laughs> survived until so very recently, which is a weird term to use, so very recently. I'm going to cancel In Jil- the preface homo. We have to come up with a new preface because that's not politically correct. Isn't it prefix? Uh, oh, prefix. No, prefix, right. Yes. We both had it wrong. Yes. Yeah, so we got to cancel that because that's not politically correct anymore. I don't want to talk about this. So if you can talk about a homo sapien, it's got to be a uh, binary sapien. <laughs> I don't know what it would be. That would be fucking... They would take that out of there. They, them, sapien. Yeah. That wouldn't even really. That doesn't like nope, homo doesn't. Now you're separating other people too. Yeah. Well, homo doesn't even. Sapien. Yeah. <laughs> sapien. Sapien being. God, people are barely that. Um, Especially down here. Yeah, in geological terms, making it more likely that stories of other mythical cr- human-like creatures, such as the Yetis, are found on, founded on grains of truth. Which are interesting because there's a lot of like stories about giants and like how they believe there might be like. I think there's a lot of things. I think most things are probably founded in some sort of truth. I think all things are founded in. Well, yeah, but a lot of it too. You gotta think about though is like, say for example, just for example, the unicorn. Uh huh. Someone had to have seen something that made him think of a unicorn sometime. We don't know if it was a horse that had a fucking branch on his head, but they saw something. A narwhal. 
on Unicorns land, running through a field. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the weird part. Not the fact that there's a, a, a horse out there with a unicorn no, but when it, that could do magical things. You're right. Fuck me. Because no. I said narwhals could be on land. <laughs> I'm just saying the point is they saw a horse-like creature running with a horn. It's not going to be a narwhal in the ocean. <laughs> Don't dick dicks have, like... What? Dick dicks? Maybe yours. Dick dicks are... Maybe yours has a horn. They're like deer-like creatures in Africa, or is it Australia? I they, know what they are. Aren't they small deer, too? Aren't they small? Yes. Don't yeah. they have, like, not unicorn horns, but, like, like that might be, like, something similar to a dick dick and a horse. They have, like, a, a shrew face, too. They do. But that's what I'm saying. It could be something like that with one broken antler. Or, if they're seeing it running from the side, yeah. and the two antlers are that's together. Some, but they saw something that made them think of it. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's all I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like getting a horse with a fucking branch on its head. I mean, there's a hundred different things where it's like, it could easily be construed into something yeah. wild it after been these a, thousands of years. A horse-like animal standing next to a tree and the branch was just sticking out at the right spot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in early December two. 2007, American television presenter Joshua Gates and his team, hey, I like him. Destination Truth, yes. reported finding a series of footprints in the Everest region of Nepal, resembling descriptions of the Yeti. Now, if I recall correctly, they couldn't identify the footprint he found. It's uh, like one of the most well... I'm not uh, quite sure. Yes. Most well so. cast one ever found. Um, each of the footprints measured 33 centimeters... In length and five toes that measured a total of 25 centimeters across, casts were made of the prints of the. For further research, the footprints were examined by Jeffrey Meldrum of Idaho State University, who believed them to be too morphologically accurate to be fake or man made. Yeah, they're like the most uh, credible ones ever found. I gotcha. If you never saw that show, it's amazing, and he has one of the. Best pieces of paranormal evidence I think there is out there. Before changing his mind after making further investigations later in 2009 in a TV show, Gates presented his hair samples with the forensic analyst, concluding that the hair contained an unknown DNA sequence, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he had a good... I remember those episodes. On July 20... Uh, on the 25th of July, 2008, the BBC reported that the hairs collected in the remote... Garo Hills wow, area of northeast India by Dipu Mart Marek had been analyzed at Oxford. I can't say Oxford. It's Oxford. But I was going to say Arforks. What? I don't know why. Oxford Brooks University in the UK by primalologist Anna Nicaris and microscope expert John Wells. The initial tests were con- inclusive. I'm sorry. <laughs> I read inclusive. I was like, why would they be inclusive? Hey, everybody, come on in. You can all check it out. We got we got white people. We got women in here. It's all inclusive. It's inconclusive. Uh, the ape conservata- uh, conservation expert, Ian Remold, told the BBC that there was similarities between the cuticle pattern of the hair's and specimens collected by Edmund Hillary during the Himalayan expeditions in the 1950s and donated the Oxford... 
almost did it again, Oxford University Museum of Natural History and announced planned DNA analysts. This an analysts has since revealed that the hair came from a Himalayan goral. Himalayan girl. Goral. Goral. <coughs> G-O-R-A-L. Goral. 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 It's like a... Like a gorilla without an L and an A at the end. It's. I'm trying to describe <laughs> the creature that it is from. It is. It is a like. I don't know. A goat-like creature, not goat, but like deer-like creature, in like the Himalayas. So yeah. The Himalaya. Himalaya, not Himalayans. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't Himalayans be the people that live there, and Himalayas is the actual location? Or it's both. I don't know. Is it Himalayan mountains? I don't know. I thought the yeah, Himalayas were the mountain range. I'm confused. I'm half asleep right now. Okay. So I'm confused okay. myself. Okay, it's now. fine. A group of Chinese scientists and explorers in 2010 proposed a renewal search in the Shandonggaiji forest district of Hubei province, which was the site. I'm, I'm going to fuck up those words, and I'm sorry if they're all wrong. Um which was a site of expeditions in 1970 and 1980s. At the 2011 conference in Russia, participant, participating scientists and enthusiasts declared they having a 95% evidence of the Yeti's existence. However, this claim was disputed later. American anthropologist and anatomist Jeffrey Meldrum who was a who was present during the Russian <laughs> expedition? Was he a person? What? I saw something like that, and it turned out it was just like a person. I'm not quite sure of that part. Uh, claimed the evidence found was simply an attempt by local officials to drum up publicity. Uh, a yeti was reported captured in Russia in December 2011. Initially, the story claimed that the hunter reported having seen a bear-like creature trying to kill one of his sheep. But after he fired a, his gun, the creature ran into the forest on two legs. The story then claimed that the Border Patrol soldiers captured a hairy two-legged female creature similar to the gorilla that ate meat and vegetables. Uh, this was later revealed... That's just a Russian a woman. <laughs> yeah, that's just a Russian woman. This was later to reveal a hoax or possibly a publicity stunt for charity. In April of 2019, an Indian Army mountaineering expedition team claimed to have spotted a mysterious yeti footprints measuring 81 by 38 centimeters now, near the makalu base camp to clear up the russian woman comment they say it because russia is the place that has the wild kids the wild feral kids. children what the feral children what are you talking the kids about that, like, grow up on their own in the forest I've never heard about this. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. There's a group of kids who have they're grown up. They're not even a group. They're just like abandoned kids who somehow survive and they're considered feral children. That's a common occurrence in Russia? <laughs> Enough to where it can be like its own name? That's... So when I say a Russian woman, it could be a feral kid who survived long enough to be, you know? <laughs> um, I had this at the bottom. I should have probably added it at the top, but it's all right. In Russia folklore, the Chuchuna is an entity said to dwell in Serbia. It has been described as a six to seven feet tall and Trained. covered with dark hair. According to the native accounts of the nomadic Yakut 
and the Tungus tribe. It is well built, uh, Neanderthal like, man wearing pelts and wearing a white patch of fur on his forearms. It is said to occasionally consume human flesh, unlike their close cousins, the Alma Almastis. Some witnesses reported seeing a, tall, a tail on the creature's corpse. It is described as being roughly six to seven feet tall. There are additional tales of larger reclusive bipedal creatures worldwide, notably including both Bigfoot and the abominable snowman, which we were just talking about. So that is my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh-oh. Holy shit. Zana Malaya. She's like the most famous feral child. That's where the term came from. Why is she wearing clothes? They found her and took her in. Oh, okay. But That's weird. They believe that she like, was possibly raised by wolves and shit like that. Funky. Yeah. Could you imagine? But I think, I think it's because of her that's where Turn came from. She was born in Nova... Scotia. Oh, my God. Nova... Blahavishenka, Ukraine. Blahavishenka, okay. And her full name is Oksana Alexandrivna Malaya. How do they know? Because they know her parents. Oh, what? <laughs> Fuck those people, then. Alexander Meli and Malentina Malaya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the biggest one. And then this whole article is about them. See, children raised by wolves. Interesting. That's an interesting topic. Feral Child on Wikipedia talks about Oksana and the Russian talk show and her story. Damn Russia. <sighs> Abandoned toddler rescued and raised by feral dogs. It's so weird to me. The animals will literally take other species and raise them. And we're only seeing it a lot more recently. Have we? Yeah, like you'll see like cats raising puppies and What do you mean by animal? recently? You see about it more now than you used to. I think mainly because of social media. Yeah, probably, but I mean even after social media was out it was more in the past recent years. True, I guess. I've been seeing it more weirdest one I ever saw was a bunch of ants bringing flower, like little flower petals and putting them around a dead bumblebee. Wasn't there a story about that, how technically they're eating it? I was joking and saying they were seasoning it. Oh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> so, as humans become more devolved and like killing each animals other, animals, more yeah. Accepting of other animal species. They're looking at humans and go, what the fuck? And apparently we gotta like, equal this out, dog. You know, we talked about how evolution before, how it takes a long time. Yes. Apparently, elephants are stopping growing tusks. That's pretty quickly. Yeah. Me and my father were talking about it. There's all this stuff now. Elephants aren't, like, developing tusks anymore. That's interesting. Which is probably for the best. Yeah. Well, they actually started going out are there. Are they? Okay. So here's, here's a question. Are they stopped developing tusks because people are trying to get their tusks? Yes. Or killed. They my died. Exactly. They don't need them because any ant elephant but either way, the wild. The step from no. here to there shouldn't have been that quick. No, it shouldn't have been. But they don't need them because they're being defended. The other thing they're doing now is they are going out to like rhinos and shit. And cutting off their horns. And yeah, but the government's doing it. Yeah, yeah and preemptively. It to drop the prices so Ah, uh, I didn't realize they were selling it. I know they were Yeah, they're flooding the market. 
essentially oh. they're trying to flood the market so it devalues it so Ooh. there's no point in killing them anymore yeah well I, I heard they were taking off their they were also dying horns. of pink yes I they were going out and rubbing that. this powder on it that dyed it right to the core that way it was fucking useless to sell because it's not ivory anymore yeah. also it's trackable yeah so that's funky um, yeah, they started they started cutting it off and selling it themselves. So it's I didn't I knew they were cutting it off. I didn't know they were yeah, selling so it. Yeah, so it's like devaluing it and it's in the market naturally. So you, it's not a black market item anymore. <laughs> you can just like go to the grocery store. I mm. no, I'm just saying you'd be able to just I go know. to a normal store and get yeah. it instead of having like you know millions of dollars on the black market. Ivory is expensive. Uh, there's a sword show in Tampa. Um, every year or there has been I haven't been in the last few years um, there was a guy who sells this ivory piece it's really long and it's old so he's allowed to sell it um, it's a long it's like a full tusk and there's just like a cityscape carved in the whole tusk that's cool it's really nice it was um, a place this is fucking weird that's really ex- cheap uh, expensive right? you know, I live in that tiny ass redneck town up in New York Yes. Berlin. There's like one fucking road. It's so funny how that's the redneck town. Yeah. And Berlin and Germany. But is not. behind the, the one gas station, mm-hmm. there was a little tiny garage and the guy sold antiques. And it was interesting because I went in there once and his doorstop was a fertility totem. <laughs> it was a wooden <laughs> figure carved with a giant wooden penis and he put the penis in front of the door. Yeah, yeah. But then when I went in there, he had all this crazy shit from around the world. He had a blowgun that was carved ivory. It was probably about three or four foot long of a dragon, meticulously detailed, and the dart shot out its mouth. You take the tail off, and you got the opening to blow through. That's funky. It was fucking awesome. How much did that cost? I didn't even bother looking at it. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I can't, I'm not going to Was it real ivory? It. it looked like it. It was car- something carved in white. I can't really explain. Was it yellowy? No. Ooh. It was like pure white carved. If it was real ivory, that is super illegal. Oh yeah. Well, no. It's you could tell it was old, old. Okay. Yeah. Um, All the shit. There's a yellow. There's from around the world. Older um, ivory. Uh, It starts to yellow. Yeah. Um, Which there. It might have been. I was young when I saw it. That is also fair. Or it could have been wood painted white for all I fucking know. But either way, it was a fucking cool piece. Yeah. There's like very specific ways to tell and the only reason why I know a handful of ways to tell if ivory is real ivory or not because you buy and sell it. Uh yes, illegally on the Your brooch right there is ivory. I forgot I had this brooch on. You always have it on in this. Yeah. Well, in this jacket I just don't take it off this waistcoat. Um because of the sword show, my teachers brought me there and like they they love to talk, so they've talked about multiple different things of like how to tang a or how to look at the tang of the sword, how to properly handle the sword, how to look at ivory, what you should look for in a tuba, and like a bunch of different things. Got a tuba, a tuba. Oh my god, I was at a flea market. Oh, and they 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 bullied me into buying an Anuki hammer and always keeping it on me when I go to sword shows because it was expected of you to have an Anuki. Tap the blade. No, you don't tap the blade. An Anuki hammer is to get the pins out of the actual handle. So you can take it apart. See if it's full tang and uh, see who shit. made it. Oh, okay. Um, so um, actually, it was so f- it was very common there that everyone would carry one in their back pocket, and they almost expected you to take apart their sword. 
Uh, I was, uh, which is funny because he's surging with thousands of dollars. When V was here, are you done? Uh, no, go ahead. When V was here. Also, there's this one guy who we went to the uh, had flea this market. really long uh, Yari blade and was selling it. I'm sorry, go ahead. When V was here, we went to a flea market. <laughs> and this kid, he went out to the flea market vendor who sells knives and swords. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the kid's holding a sword up and looking down the blade. I'm like, you're fucking buying in the flea market, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's junk. It's flea market, yeah. I was just like laughing when I saw him. That's all I could think of when he walked away. I'm like, this he's buying it at a flea market for like 50 bucks. It's garbage. Why is he even looking down the blade and checking I, everything? And I, he uh, swings it once and hits anything. It's going to fall right off the handle. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I did do that one time at a, not a flea market. Um, no, it was a flea market. Uh, do you know what the Webster flea market is no webster flea market is a flea market that's open up every monday it's a huge flea market um really nice uh, like a hundred vendor like a multiple hundreds of vendors every monday um i was out there once and somebody didn't have an older katana and if it was like him selling only knives and such i would have not even fucked with it but it was like that amongst other things i was like this is weird this yeah i've one. been to something like that where like you find like a hidden like a sword stuff yeah somewhere in the yeah back and i'm corner. like I, I take it hey i'm like i have to look i have to i'm i'm legally obligated to look if this is real and i take it out and i start questioning about it and then i do the same thing where i check the blade <laughs> by like pointing it away from me and like looking at the edges of the blade and all that and i was like ah yes i don't think this is real if so it had a very short handle like, if this is a real blade it was probably from world war ii which is really sad because during world war ii they took a lot of katanas and shaved off the back half of the handle so they could hold it in one hand so that I got was, rid of the names of who made it i was at a powwow and the guy had a booth like that which what is a random is powwow indian powwow i have no idea what that is what? Where the Native Americans get together and they do their dances and it's the big celebration. It's oh. called powwow. I had no idea. And they have rules when you go. You can't, like, if you're sitting around the ring where the, all the um, their dancing is done, you can't have food. And I think you can't put your feet inside the ring. Hmm. Kind of sit sideways. But anyway, there was a guy there with a booth and he had random shit and he had a fucking sword from the Crusades. <laughs> I'm like, I want that so goddamn bad. <laughs> and we looked at it and you could tell it was fucking old as shit. But it was in great condition. Right. And I'm like, fuck, I want that so bad. <laughs> I was at the flea market, uh, Marion Market. Uh-huh. And a guy had a camera. Oh, and I collect old cameras. Yeah, yeah. And this was kind of an old looking camera and I, I picked it up. I'm like, hey, how much is this? Like two thousand dollars. It's like at the flea market. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, some of those guys. So it's the same thing at the sword show. Some of those guys like know what they have, but they overprice it way too much. Like a, I was well, jokingly was like, talking about the Yari blade, but this guy actually was there. He had this really nice Yari blade, which a Yari is like a, a long spear, but instead of stabbing, it cuts. Um, it's really nice, but it's like the only thing he has on display. And he wants like $50,000 for it. And everyone's like, that's a really nice blade. And it's a really expensive one because it was made by a very famous person. But it's not worth that much. No one's ever going to buy this. Well, this guy's camera was made for like shooting like billboard sized pictures. Uh, like, oh, so I can shoot billboards with my gun just fine. I'm like, well, nowadays, so it'd be like a 30 
megapixel camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So that's funky. That's kind of cool, though. Okay. Well, they made a specific camera for that. Yeah, it was like fucking huge with big fucking lens. Now I want to go to a sword show. Okay, so if you want to contact us, our email is arcanumobscuracast.gmail.com. Our Twitter is at arcanumobscura. Our Instagram is arcanumobscurapodcast. And you can reach out on Telegram at arcanumobscura. If you enjoy the podcast, please follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite casting app. What this is your favorite casting app? to grow. App? I don't remember. I haven't listened to podcasts you, in a while. Really? Yeah. I like Spotify. No, I use... I mean, I, you can't say no to my opinion. I use... Um, Pod Overcast. Overcast. Yeah. It's overcast right now. And I'm over this cast. Yeah, I'm about to fall asleep. So thank you for listening. Please rate and review us. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody, and have a good day. Goodbye. <laughs>